Hello, my friends, and welcome to How About a Story Season 4, Following the Big Bad Wolf. This is Episode 4. If you need to catch up, go ahead and start with Episode 1. We will be here when you get back. Otherwise, if you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure you have subscribed. Thanks, my friends, and I hope you enjoy this episode. A wolf found great difficulty in getting at the sheep because of the vigilance of the shepherd and his dogs. But one day, it found the skin of a sheep that had been flayed and thrown aside. So, it put it on over its own pelt and strolled down among the sheep. The lamb that belonged to the sheep, whose skin the wolf was wearing, began to follow the wolf in the sheep's clothing. Leading the lamb a little apart, he soon made a meal of her, and for some time, he succeeded in deceiving the sheep and enjoying hearty meals. Moral of the story? Appearances are deceptive. In the CrimeSafetySecurity.com site, it states, I quote, Serial killers look perfectly normal and may be above average in intelligence. You may very well have met one and found him charming or, if nothing else, forgettable. You may know a killer and never realize it because he doesn't seem the least bit like a monster. They blend in with the rest of us without arousing the slightest suspicion, end quote. This is exactly what the wolf is doing, practicing. It is not enough to just put on the pelt of another animal. He had to manipulate it, awaken it, make it move and interact with others. He encouraged the other sheep to feel calm and put their trust in him, trust enough to lure an unsuspecting lamb. Not once, but multiple times, just like a serial killer. In 1970s, Jerry Marcus confessed to using charm to make his victims feel safe. He said they didn't suspect his shy personality was hiding a dangerous soul. And that's from the same site, CrimeSafetySecurity.com. You know, that line struck me, really rang a chord in the depth of my soul. Using charm to make his victims feel safe. Then I remembered another tale about a wolf and a sheep. You probably remember the boy who cried wolf. And then I started thinking, could there be a connection between these two stories? What if the wolf was there? What if Zeke, the big bad wolf, was dressed in the skin of the sheep the entire time? Like Ted Bundy wearing a business suit and claiming to be a police detective like John Wayne Gacy hosting get-togethers and sometimes dressing up as Pogo the Clown and Edmund Kemper becoming buddies with the police. I mean, these are all our land's wolves. This is how Zeke showed up in his. 
What if the boy noticed something and he just couldn't put his finger on it because he was under the spell of the wolves' animation of the skin and the hardships of the town? Could the story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, be the prequel to The Wolf in Sheep's Clothing? Or is it the same story from a different perspective? Zeke sees how the townspeople couldn't identify him. He knew he was safe to take however many lives he desired. Just like serial killers who prey on sex workers because they feel no one will miss them. What if we got it wrong? What if the story went something like this? A shepherd boy tended his master's sheep near a dark forest, not far from the village. Soon he found life in the pasture very dull. All he could do to amuse himself was to talk to his dog or play on his shepherd's pipe. One day, as he sat watching the sheep and the quiet forest, he began thinking what he would do should he see a wolf. He noticed something odd about one of his sheep. He quickly remembered his master told him to call for help should a wolf attack the flock, and the villagers would drive it away. So now, though he did not see anything that even looked like a wolf, he sensed that there was something odd going on with his sheep. So he ran towards the village, shouting at the top of his voice, Wolf! Wolf! As he expected, the villagers who heard the cry dropped their work and ran in great excitement to the pasture. But when they got there, they found the boy looking just as confused as them. There was no wolf to be seen. A few days later, the shepherd boy found himself staring at his sheep again. Sensing something was still odd, he went off again and shouted, Wolf! Wolf! Help! Wolf! Again, the villagers ran to help him, only to be confronted with the same situation. Didn't you say that was a wolf? The sheep grazing in the field and no wolf in sight. Hey, where's that wolf? We don't see anything. Then a few evenings later, as the sun was setting behind the forest and the shadows were creeping out over the pasture, the boy finally saw one of his sheep in the distance with a lamb close by it. He saw the larger sheep drop its pelt to reveal the wolf chomping into the lamb. In terror, the boy ran towards the village shouting, Wolf! Wolf! Help! Wolf! But though the villagers heard the cry, they did not run to help him as they had done before. Uh, he can't fool us mm -mm. again. Mm -mm. We're not listening. He's a liar. Crying wolf again. Mm. The wolf killed a great many of the boy's sheep that night and then slipped away into the forest. There is an uncanny parallel with this story and the victims of horrible crimes. A lot of times law enforcement don't believe victims until it's too late. Sometimes we have to look closer to uncover the truth, especially when we're dealing with the minds of murderers who don't want to be caught. 
So once again, my dear friends, if you know anything of where the big bad wolf could be hiding out, please call me at 661-544-8226. Someone out there has to know something. Thank you, my friends, for lending me your ears. This podcast was hosted, directed, edited, written, and produced by me, Isaura Vanegas. If you want to connect, please stop by our Instagram page at How About a Story. And until next time, my friends, what stories will you be getting into?